Hi, welcome to Tamiwa OUN Podcast. Thanks for downloading, and as you listen, you are guaranteed an encounter with the word. Amen. Praise God. Let's start with Hebrews chapter 3 from verse 1 to 6. I'm intentional about what I came here to do today. So, John Elijah, while you are sitting down, be realizing songs. I'm going to give you the shortest sermon ever, and we're just going to worship. Worship and praise God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 3, from verse 1 to 6. Therefore, only brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thought. Fix your thought on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all of God's house. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses. Just as the builder of a house has a greater honor than the house itself. I mean, if you remember when the fire incident happened, I said to you, I said they can take the branding, but they can't take the body. It's the body that really, really identifies and explains the church. Every other thing is just a capacity where the body can function or where the body can come to fellowship. Amen. So it says, the builder of a house has a greater honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone. But God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in God's house, bearing witness to what would have been spoken by God in the future. So that means everything that Moses exhibited in God's house, it was showing us the future. And I can remind you, there was a time that the snake was, uh, was, uh, was, uh, was biting the people and uh, they were asking for deliverance from the snakes, from the scorpions. And God instructed Moses to kill a snake uh, and hang it on the cross, make a cross and hang it on a cross. And whoever looks at that snake will be made whole. Not that the person will be healed or that the person will be delivered. The person will be made whole. And scripture makes us understand that the snake was still biting them. But the more they were looking at it, they were not concerned about the biting of the snake. That's why it says you are going to look up unto Jesus, the hotter and the finisher of your faith. In between authorizing and finishing, there is challenges. But your focus is on the beginning and the end. And it says, he that started a good work is faithful to complete it. That's why anytime you see a drama in the midst of your life, focus on the ending. Are you listening to me this morning? Focus on the ending. There is always the morning, the afternoon, and the night hour. The morning time is for running. The afternoon time, there might be traffic. In the night hour, there is definitely rest. And the biggest blessing for a man is rest. Do you hear what I said this morning? The biggest blessing for a man is what? Is rest. So let me finish the scripture. It says, Moses was very faithful in God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. But Christ is faithful as the son over God's house. And we are his house. Somebody say, we are his house. Say, we are his house. If indeed we hold firmly to our confidence... We didn't have what it takes to bring this place back in a month, but we held on to our confidence. One pastor had to reach out and said, in, in, in all honest truth to you, no matter what you're passing through, ensure that you don't stop fellowship. I heard about a pastor who got into an accident and he was bedridden for six months and they could not open the church. I said to, my, uh, to some of my leaders, someone that was close, I said, if that would have happened to me, church will continue. The worst that will happen is I will stream online. But church will continue. We hold on to our confidence. 
The first thing to ask somebody this morning is that on what foundation are you resting your confidence upon? A great son says, I have confidence in you, my Jesus. Some people have confidence in their bank account. Some people have confidence in inheritance. One of the greatest conversations I used to have with my dad when he was still alive was that I am not that child that is banking on properties. I am not. In fact, I want to have mine so that I can give to my children. And at the same time, I want to groom my children in such a way that they are not banking on the properties I have. Amen? So just in case you're here, you're banking on your mom's car. You're banking on your mom's house. You're banking on that little change. Now the stethoscope has changed about financial prosperity. Back when, uh, I'm, I'm still young, growing up, they used to tell us that the way to identify somebody who will be prosperous is somebody who saves. That's not true. Savings does not make you prosperous. Savings does not make you prosperous. It's the truth. All of you that kept money under your bed, it doesn't make you rich. All of you that kept money with people, that's one stupid thing we do in Yoruba land. You just say, say, you, you are with me. You know, I kept money with you. All of you that used to, we, I used to do it. Keep money with my mom. By the time you go back and ask for the money, the money is gone. Then you now want to form drama. Say, mommy, you know you. The first thing my mom will ask you is, since Monday, what did you eat? Yama egg. Who bought it? Mm. Subtract it. The clothes you are wearing, who bought it? You, mommy. It's 5,000. Remove it. Can I be honest with you? You end up hoeing her. Has that happened to anybody here? You end up hoeing them. And the annoying part is when they now say, eh, but I can borrow you this one. From my own money again. So life, even scripture has proven that it is sincere investment that makes a man prosperous. There's kingdom investment. There's financial investment. When you invest in companies, you have shares and all of that stuff. So, Pastor, what's kingdom investment? That's in your tithe and in uh, pretty much your tithe, not even your offering. Your offering is what you have to offer. Tithe is a spiritual instruction. So, we hold firmly to our confidence, the hope in which we have glory. Now, let's read Acts chapter 15 from verse 16 to 17. Acts 15 from verse 16 to 17. Amen. After this, I will return and rebuild David's falling tent. After this, I will do what? I will return and rebuild David's falling tent. It ruins. I will rebuild it. And I will restore. When I gathered my leaders to pray, one of the, 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 the instruction, the prophetic instruction that God gave us, I'm sure some of them can still remember, is that it will remember. It would, uh, it would restore and, uh, and it will revive. That was the three words. That was the three words he gave us. It will remember, it will restore, and it will revive. Now, God is saying the reason why I want to rebuild is because this thing has been brought to ruin. He says, I will restore it. That the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Can I be honest with you? God would intentionally allow fire so that the people can see by the time it turns ashes to beauty, that is the consuming fire. He will intentionally allow it. So he allows some things so that some people can know that he exists. 
somebody was talking to me downstairs, and he said, you're the practicality of certain things that we hear some men of God talk about. And that's how your life should be as a child of God. Your life should not look like your story. Your life should look like your glory. Your life should not look like your story. So no matter what they've said to you, your life should look like what? Your glory. He says, I'll restore it. That the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Have your say. If people did not come in here today, as a matter of fact, what some people are seeing here today will make them even move closer to God. When I was having my prayer meeting with my leaders on Thursday, one of them was in a public transport, and I think they were dropping in front of church here. And right inside the car, I think somebody said, truly God is with these people. Say, truly, God is with these people. Because the truth of the matter is that even if you have the money to put things back, money can't do this back. You need people and money. So what if the people are not available? In the course of bringing all of this back together, not a single life was lost. Not any form of injury. In fact, this is one of the simplest projects that we did not even have to replace so many things. When I say replace, you know there's a place where you bring in glass. All the glass will break. You have to go and hold down another one. Nothing like that. Not a sad note for anybody. Not a sad note for anybody. Come on, give God praise. It says, even all the Gentiles who bear my name will say, the Lord has done these things. First of all, I said I'm giving you the shortest sermon so that we can worship. I'm sure John's light is already rehearsing while they are sitting down. Amen. First of all, the main essence of scriptures is for all-round building. The true essence of scriptures is for all-round building. The true value of fellowship is more appreciated in the place of growth and spiritual building. The true value of fellowship. So once you're in a fellowship and you're not growing, then that's not a true fellowship. There must be growth. There must be spiritual building. There must be spiritual nourishment in the space of every fellowship. First thing first is that building talks about modeling. When you're building something, you're modeling or you're constructing or you're designing. It's important that every single one of us should understand in the place of fellowship that we were designed for a purpose. We were designed for what? For a purpose. Being a Christian is not enough. Being a believer is not enough. Everyone has a job description. And scripture already proves that to us. That we were built up. We were designed. We were modeled. We were constructed to give God praise. Everything about us was designed to give God praise. That's why it's so amazing that theologians have proven that every part of your body can make a sound. Are you listening to me this morning? Every part of your body can make a sound. Every part of your body can make a gesture. May you not meet people they call Abamieda. I've met some. I'm sure you have. I was in a program one time. And the talking drummer was making some sound. And I saw somebody's here. Miming to the beat. Have you, have you met such kind of people before? Their ears is moving, make, dancing. 
I laid my hands on my ear. I said, you this year, receive the capacity to, to dance. Well, it's not everybody. Have you met those who do dance, all those stunt dance? I've met several ones of them. I'm, I'm sure they still exist in the battle. We have the likes of real dancers, splitters, and all those guys. They do, I was reminding my wife last week, I said, gone are the days when I used to do backflip. Like, I can't do it anymore. My wife was laughing. I used to do it. But I stopped. One time my neck almost twisted. I said, enough. I said, no. Some things are not made for everybody. Amen? So you find all kinds of people doing all kinds of stuff. So theologians are proving that every part of your body can make a sound. You can whistle. You have a witness in the house? You can whistle. You can scream. You can shout. Even scripture talks about making a loud noise. Your hands can clap. You can tap your feet. You could dance. So we were created to give God praise. Every part of you. Your money can give him praise. Your dressing can give him praise. That's why we're intentional about designing this Sunday as all white Sunday. Because white represents purity. That we are not coming back into this place in hashes. We are coming back made whole. Somebody say amen. amen. Truth be told. God wants pleasure. And he created us for that purpose. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. It says, thou art worthy, O Lord. You created all things for your pleasure. The primary way to give God pleasure is by giving him praise. Your earnest responsibility is to give God praise. There will always be an abuse or there will always be a misuse of priority when ignorance sets in. Some people just think that they were just created to enjoy life. That's just a secondary byproduct. Your first and primary assignment as a creative from God is to give him praise. i never forget the scripture that says, let everything that has breath. I was shocked when one pastor says that money breeds. Are you listening to me? Money breeds everything that has breath. And he's talking about bread. He's not talking about living thing. He's talking about anything that can change a thing. If it's your money, if it's your words, if it's your clothes, if it's your properties, everything that has breath. When we are ignorant of the calling of God upon our lives, when we are ignorant of the purpose of which we were created for, we would abuse and misuse our lives. That's why it's important to remind ourselves all the times what we were created for. We are here to give God praise. We are created as praise machines. Everything about you must connect a praise back to God, whether you like it or not. As a matter of fact, that's the reason why some people are not making progress with their life. Because you're judging every moment by the way you choose to respond to it. And that's not how God created you to be. 
it's not your place to respond to situations the way you choose to. You have to respond to situations the way God has designed you to respond to it. That's why when the fire incidents happened, we didn't gather here crying. We didn't gather here counting our losses. Can I be honest with you? None of myself or my leaders has counted losses in this place. But rather, we're thinking of how to make it better. People lose stuff and the first thing they do is count their losses. And that leads to depression. Depression now kills just the same way cancer kills. Depression does not even give you room to strategize. It does not give you room to think. Somebody say, I'll give God praise. Say, I'll give God praise. Praise is an action. Praise is a response. Praise has to come from your heart, get into your head, and proceed out of your mouth. So it starts from your heart. It gets to your head and proceeds out of your mouth. Psalm 34 verse 1. Psalm 34 verse 1. Psalm 34 verse 1. Let's see what that says. It says, I will restore the Lord at all times. Did they say sometimes? Did they say sometimes? Did they say often? Did they say once in a while? Did they say annually? Did they say monthly? He said, I would extol the Lord at all times. His praise, not your praise. Not your praise, not their praise. His praise will be what? Would always be on my lips. There must be a vocalization of praise returning back to God. You can make melody in your heart, but you sing praises to God. You can make melody in your heart. I'm not even stopping you from reflecting about what you're passing through. But let that which come out of your mouth be a sincere praise to God. We experience all sorts of things in life. Challenges, problems, setback. Just like what we saw in church. was just a very unexpected setback. Were we doing everything fine before then? Yes, we were. But the truth of the matter is that God prepared us for it. God prepared us for it. I mean, if you remember when I was teaching about the fourth man in the fire. If you remember. Once there is a fourth man, every other man can go to sleep. Once there is a fourth man. Once there is a fourth man in the fire. In the midst of the challenges of life or whatever you're passing through, you have an option. Do you praise your problems or you praise your maker? Do you praise your problems or you praise your maker? Life is full of hard edges, up and downs. But there's a way you can govern your life that you can get the best and the best results. Praise is an action. Praise is also an attitude. And it's expected of us to make it our lifestyle. It's an attitude. It's a response to every altitude of life. I've learned this growing up as a child. That you don't just sing songs, you mean songs. Are you listening to me this morning? 
you don't just sing songs. You do what? You mean those songs. You don't just worship. You are intentional about your worship. It's a response. Everybody around you could look at you like you're crazy. But that's your response. A great psalmist said, I will be here worshiping even when it's not easy. Getting all of this back together in a month. Let me be honest with you. In as much as we release the prophetic word, we also had a responsibility because God is not a bricklayer. Because let me tell you something. When you speak certain prophetic word, many of you just get super excited, forgetting that there are naysayers around you. There are all kinds of spirit around you. Let's see how he will do this. Let's see how they will achieve this. The irony of life is when we were praying in the midst of what the church was passing through, and the Lord kept giving us a message that our response should come from the place of prayer and a sincere sacrifice of praise. And I asked, okay, we are praying. Praying for what? Provision? Praying for restoration? Praising him for all that he's done? And the next thing you're hearing from a place of prayer is that the handwritings are strange. What do I mean by strange handwriting? The Bible talks about how the heart of a man is desperately what? Desperately wicked. Sometimes you see the enemy, but you can't respond with a weapon. You respond with praise. Truth be told. As little as I look like, I try not to operate as a prophet most times. Because uh, we live in a time and age where once people can say, ah, he's a prophet, everybody is just scared around you. Nobody wants to touch you. Nobody wants to relate with you. Uh, if you sit down in a chair, everybody goes to gather around that chair and they start praying. And the Lord shows you some things. And he says, your response should be praised. That's why I said I'm intentional about what I came here for. It's an attitude. It's a response. It's an action. It's what God expects of you. Somebody say amen. Praise is a sacrifice. We're expected to continually give him a sacrifice of praise. Praise in the midst of our pains and troubles. Refusing to pay attention to the problems. Because God wants a sacrifice of praise. When you are a man of praise, God will give you every blessing that other men are dying for. People who don't praise don't see the blessings. Even in your bush, in your forest state, God expects of you to give him praise. 
When you stand before or against a praiser, is as good as standing against God. There's one song my dad used to sing every time we have morning devotion. Can I sing it with you this morning? Who can battle with the Lord? Who can battle with the Lord? Who can battle with the Lord? I said, that's the song somebody needs to take home this morning. Battles we come, but I have a weapon. Setbacks will come, but I have a response. Do you want me to be frowning? Do you want me complaining? No. My response is praise. My response is praise. Lord, how would all these have happened to THN Church? Where did we go wrong? Sometimes when you're a pastor, you want to ask yourself, where did I go wrong? That was the moment we had a charity. We, had, we did a charity, uh, how do we call it? Oh, you all you, remember. Shop for free. Everybody was pouring praises to the church, to God. They had a haircut for a man downstairs. The man said, I had never looked this good in my life. Do you know how, do you know how that felt in my heart? The guy who came to do all the haircut said that the amount the church paid him, he has never made that before in a month. That was smiles on people's face. Then in the place of prayer, God tells you that somebody does not just like what you're doing. Not just don't like. Are you ready for what I'm about to say? Are you ready? I'm not trying to scare him. Not just that the person doesn't like. The person does not like it when you do good to them. I prepared myself for this day. Amen. I kept this part of my sermon till the day we came back here. Somebody is laughing. Ask the person, are you a suspect? Amen. I told my covenant brother, I said, this is the most shocking thing I've ever seen in my life. That somebody just likes ashes in the place of beauty. That somebody just derives when it puts people in the midst of sorrow. I declare in the name of Jesus, every power that wants to turn your beauty to ashes that power is destroyed in the name of Jesus. How will you see something beautiful and you just like ashes? Because I look at all that was born. Every single thing went, just in case some of you didn't get the memo. Every single thing left. If they salvaged anything, maybe one system, and paper. Every single thing. 
My father, my God, what did we do to wrong this person? He said, the person is on a mission. Every satanic mission against your life is frustrated now in the name of Jesus. My father, my God, what is the best way to respond? To respond, give me praise. Let me, let me say this to you. Let me say this because I'm going to excuse you now so that that's the last time. Pastor Adebo, he says something in one meeting I went for. He said, if God leaves a fight, he's preparing for the war. When God leaves the fight, he's preparing for the war. That's why the Bible refers to him as the mighty man in battle. There is no other man. It was in Redeem that I learned that song, and I'm just going to sing it. Maybe the keyboardist can start, can start getting ready. You are the mighty man in battle. El Shaddai. You are the mighty man in battle. Giovanni. You are the mighty man in battle. El Shaddai. You are the mighty man in battle. Glory to your name. They will do all kinds. But you must have a standard response. My father, my God, do I just go approach the person and kick the person out? So, no. There's a different thing when God shows you where the handwriting is coming from and you want to approach it. Said, be still, and you will know that I am God. That's my confidence. That's my confidence. That's my confidence. That's my confidence. Be still. Calm down. Calm down, and you will know that what? Let me, let me, let me, let me wrap up so that we can we can be out of here. Have your seat. Have your seat. Praise is an ammunition. It's a weapon of war. When you start praising God, the forces of darkness, they wrap up. We've suspended their works in this church with our praise. We've suspended it. Suspended it. They can go and try it elsewhere. Not here anymore. I told my leaders, I said, that, 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 demonic spirit just brought out the other side of me that I always keep for a crusade. The other side of me that I keep for a crusade. It's an ammunition. It's a weapon for war. It's a weapon for war. Somebody needs to get that this morning. You're going through all sorts. You're passing through all kinds of pain. When was the last time you gave God praise? Praise is not in the songs. It's in the message. Are you listening to me this morning? Praise is a message. I will be here even when it's not easy. 
the people behind the fact that it's not easy, they are shocked that you still want to remain there. Praise is a weapon of mass destruction. You can bring down anything with praise. And that's what's going to happen here this morning. You can bring down anything. Praise is an attitude. It's an access. It's an ammunition. All kinds of things that the Lord was showing us in the place of prayers. All kinds of things. My leaders are here. There is nothing we did not pray. <laughs> if you are talking of prayer. There is nothing we did not pray about. Can, 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 I, can, I, uh, can I be hoping with you this morning? Can I? After today's Sunday, you might not like me. Amen. For me, I will, I'll say the truth. I've, I've, I, told my, I told my leader, I said at this point, anything God tells me, I will escalate it. Amen? I'm not confident. If a man can look at a church like THN and say, I will put them naked. So why should I cover your nakedness? Amen? I didn't come here to preach. Mr. Mata, did I come here to preach? I came here to just say the truth. I told my covenant brother, I said, this thing is too early now. Now what are we doing? It's too early. It's too early. I know church will go through trials. It's too early. It's too early. It's too early. But you know where the Bible says glorious things are spoken of thee. When the forces of darkness are seeing the future, they try messing up with today. Are you listening to me? They try messing up with today. But there is a God that answers by fire. There is a God that does what? He answers by fire. He mocks the mockers. He frustrates their works. He turns the ashes to beauty. I'm speaking prophetically into somebody's life. He shuts the mouth of the lion. For your shame, I will do what? So he said all that happened was spiritual. I wasn't any, anything close to natural or spiritual. What did teaching do wrong? What did the pastor do wrong? You see that we don't pray? There is no other name that has been called here than the name of Jesus. I've never added anything to that name. My wife is here. We've never added anything to that name. I have leaders in this place. They have never added anything to that name. 
But you know when somebody wants to show you that I carry fire, but you have a God that is the consuming fire. So this morning, I'm just here to let somebody know that we have returned. Do you hear what I just said? We have done what? You can't take a house from the landlord except if the landlord is dead. Amen? Are you not alive? THN Church, are you not alive? see how they are going to recover. We have recovered. Oh, I'm going to set them back. We have bounced back. Oh, I'm going to stop them. We can't be stopped. As far as I'm concerned, when God was giving THN a car, he removed one part. There is one part of the car for THN that God removed. How many of you want to know the part? He has removed our brick. You know the amazing thing about when there is no brake in a car? The biggest danger is not the person driving. It's the person that goes to stay in front of the car. Because there is no brake. The car can't stop. The car is moving. Two things. Don't stay in front of that car. It will jam you. That's why they sang that song. Satan, come off for Rodo. I carry only ghost. I no get break you. Amen. So if you stay in front, it will jam you. Now if you say, okay, I don't want to stay in front. I will stay at the back. You will run. Because the car is going. You cannot be walking. You run. There is a sweet holy ghost on the inside of everybody this morning. And your response will be praise. I'll fire back with my praise. I'll respond back with a praise. I'll show the devil that I still have some praise in my mouth. I will not be silent. I'll give God praise. We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast and we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats. You are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluen podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. Partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get update of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you.